0: The Trilogy Podcast with Vin and Scott. Three movies, two men, one podcast.
1: I bet you love this, don't you? I bet you love this. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's a patriotic time of year. You know what, Scott? (laughs) We should just get through this because in seeing these films over the last three days, it's put me in a foul mood. A foul mood. Okay. All right? I'm sorry about that. That's okay.
2: If I may, why are you in
1: a foul? You may not, Phil. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Trilogy Podcast, the only podcast in the universe devoted strictly to trilogies. No reboots, no straight to cables. We're bringing you facts, debate, trivia, and more to hell with the movie, if they made four. Isn't that right, Scott? That's how it goes. (laughs) Yes, and you sound appropriately chipper. You want to tell us what it is, if people haven't figured it out by the song? It's the Captain America Trilogy. Ah, Captain America! We're back to these guys, these superheroes again.
3: Yes, we salute you, Captain America. Maybe you salute him. I I'm, do. I'm not there yet. Well, I all mean, right. What are you, not American? Hey, That's come on! Very unpatriotic of That's you. That's outrageous. Unbelievable.
1: Phil, of course, is joining us for this one. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Phil <laughs> joins us whenever there is an episode that has um has to do with monsters or. Superheroes, basically anything where there's, there can be a con for that thing. Sure. That's how we, you know, so we're the pros and Phil is the con.
2: The ex con. I'm on the run (laughs) and uh, it's fortunate that I'm here because this is my favorite of the Marvel trilogy.
1: Is that right, Phil? Yes.
2: I love the character. I'm sure you'll have some appropriate things to
1: say. And honestly, this was a pretty decent trilogy to bring around for this time of the year.
3: And, you know, with uh, uh, Endgame happening this year as well, I think uh, this solidifies that this is a trilogy. Why right? not? And so it's a Why good not? time to reflect on Cap's life, I think.
1: Well, you all, you, you mentioned that it's, it's Americana. It's very American. And with the, uh, mm-hmm. the Thanksgiving holiday happening, apple yeah. pie goes together. Um, and you know what? Maybe we need to look at a Captain America with our current political spectrum of anger and impeachment and right you know about right and wrong and doing what's right and it all connects right sure also in the news um we we've heard martin scorsese one of the best directors of all time recently weigh in on superhero films and the marvel films yes so i think that also makes it relevant as does the fact that apparently uh chris evans wants to start directing i just saw that in the news well, so kind of for him all yeah. right so it all comes back around I'm trying to get myself psyched up for this, guys. I can't, you know. What is your deal?
2: Why does this hurt for you? These are
1: good movies. Okay. You know, Phil, you're right in in a lot of ways, but maybe not in this way. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Do elaborate, please. (laughs) I'm not going to elaborate now. I will as we go further. But first, we definitely have to break down for the people listening what kind of a trilogy this is. Yes. All right. And to do that, of course... We're going to bring in our
2: Baron Zemo himself. Our Phil, <laughs> settle down. Pieces, settle shit. down.
1: Trilogy Bot's going to break it down for us, starting now. Captain
2: America is an army of one trilogy. In this kind of trilogy, we bear witness to one man's trials, tribulations, and adventures. While Phil could never, ever be an army of one. His mother is another story entirely.
1: This time around, Phil, he went after your mother, so, you know. That's not nice. Look, not cool. You know what? At least you I know. have a
2: mother. What is he descended of? A fucking toaster? Phil. Get out of here. Phil. Um,
1: trilogy Bot makes a phenomenal point. Of course, this is an Army of One trilogy. I couldn't be more of an Army of One. The guy is in the army, and he's a one-man army. He's one guy.
3: Terrific. There you have it. It says it all. That's kind of his whole character description right yeah. there. Army of One. At the end of the day when you're calling the trilogy Captain
1: America, it's about right. one guy kicking ass. Yeah. Right. All right. So we're back, gentlemen. We're back into the Marvel Universe. Okay. Um, and we basically decided, I think you and I, Scott, that the Marvel Universe is essentially comprised of a series of trilogies, character yes. trilogies. All right. Our Iron Man was our test show. And once again, down the road, we'll, we'll re- sure. revisit that. But we've recently done Thor in the last year. Yep, And we did the Avengers when it was a trilogy and then talked about it again, gave it a review once it was knocked
2: off our list, once the fourth
1: one
0: right. was made. Once Endgame came
2: out. So we've really talked the shit out of this Marvel world. Sort of like Endgame is a junction where all of these trilogies intersect. And so, it, you know, every, with every one, we're sort of yeah. connecting a chocolate starfish shaped um, <laughs> portal with Endgame in the middle.
1: You're beginning this trend in this one so far, Phil, where you're making a great point and then you go somewhere with <laughs> it. it. And it's a chocolate starfish, Sorry. suddenly. Sorry.
3: Isn't that that Limp Biscuit album? Yeah. And the <laughs> chocolate starfish? And the hot
1: dog-flavored
3: water? Yeah, what? that's the one. What are you talking about, Phil?
1: No. You just called all the Avengers assholes, Phil. That's what you did. I did. Okay? I did. So congrats for that. But these walk the tightrope because there's really a lot of overlap. Phil makes a good point, but at the same time, especially when we see the third movie here today, we're really kind of getting into Avengers territory. So it's, you know, it's close. Yeah. So Scott, why don't you break it down for us? Yeah. All right, and you're just gonna tell us the plot, and I just want to hear it. I mean, come on. We're all Uh, you know serious uh, men here. Let's
3: get down to it. We're all serious men. We're wasting time. Even. I'm sorry that I even said anything. Let's jump right in. You do it, Scott. Okay. Scott's plot. Scott's plot. Scott's plot. Scott's plot. Scott's plot. The bird come from eagle. Made in
1: the Scott, that was beautiful
3: and upsetting at the same time. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Why don't you tell us some plots, brother? Okay. Uh, so this is uh, my, my plots. And basically what I do here is give you a kind of a, a stripped down bare bones version of the plot. Just the basic events that happen in the movie. Um, and yeah, no character names or anything like that. And uh, yeah, let's give it a go. So we started off here with uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, 2011. During the Second World War, a weak young man tries desperately to join the army and is rejected multiple times. And he is a weak young man with his spaghetti body yeah. and giant man head
2: right. sitting atop it, yeah. kind of floating <laughs>
3: in a strange I way. I heard a
2: rumor that uh, Brian Parks did the
3: mocap body for <laughs> for young Steve Rogers. It's pretty I accurate. Don't know if it's- Yeah, and they just stapled that uh, handsome head on top of that skinny Brian Parks, one of our Star Wars associates here at the Trilogy podcast, friend of the podcast. But on a visit to the World's Fair with his best friend, a German scientist overhears his predicament and recruits him for a special military science unit that is developing a serum that turns soldiers into supermen to go after the Nazi military science unit. The weak young man is put into basic training, and although he has a lot of heart and brains... He
1: doesn't have any muscles. And you know what? This part of the movie is beautiful. I really like the moralization of it and the idea of, you know, the logic behind taking someone who's not corrupted by his muscularity, but instead
3: who knows
1: knows the underdog. Knows the value of strength.
3: It's beautiful.
2: You can see Tommy Lee Jones' character sort of respects him
1: for that. And of course, we're back in Nazi territory.
3: Everybody's favorite villain. But he still grabs the attention of the British female commander. The army begs the German scientist not to select him for the experiment, but he does anyway. And the night before the experiment, the German scientist tells the weak young man about the head of the Nazi science unit, who took an early version of the serum and was disfigured. Doesn't even explain why he was disfigured. The
1: disfigurement involved his face peeling off. Yeah. It made his face completely
3: red. Yeah, we're not going to tell you anything else about it. Well, he says that's how the serum works, right? Is that like if you're good, it makes you great, and if it's bad, it gives you a red head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those commercials, you know, for like Levitra or whatever, where it's yeah. like
1: uh, side effects Please Please include yeah. <laughs> red head, <laughs> red face peel off.
2: Please have good intentions.
1: I'm, I'm not taking this. Trip. Taking this if my face is going to peel off, <laughs> even if there's a one percent chance. <laughs> So
3: they give the weak young man the serum, and he gets all jacked and tall. Big titties. Jesus, big (laughs) titties. Football titties. Football titties.
2: They're like they got this like oh the 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 titties look oh yeah like those uh, those pecs man. It's got those just like oh majestic. Stop clarifying. Stop clarifying. clarifying.
3: Just oblong football (gasps) shaped tits. (laughs) Suddenly. A double agent for the Nazi science unit steals the serum and kills the good German scientist. The army then shuts down the program and puts the strong young man in a flashy costume and uses him to sell war bonds. That's a weird part yeah. of the movie it, where it's, it's
1: strangely meta in that it's almost a reference to when they really had that comic right. in, during World yeah. War II and the way they yeah. used it then. So that's a callback, right, to the reality of, of the comic. Is that totally, true? Totally, yeah. Is that true sure. guys? It's all but golden it, age. It's also
3: a little weird, though, um, because it's like you spent all this money developing the serum and getting this guy here and putting it all into it. And you're like, ah, no, nah, one, one German scientist died, so fuck it. Just flush <laughs> it down the toilet. Who cares? You saw him jump that 10-foot-high fence, right, right in right. one jump? <laughs> he That's can true. do stuff. That's true. So listen,
1: we are all actors here, and I can assure you, ladies and gentlemen, that none of us have been modified by the government to be extra powerful. No. So you could have hired any of us to... Put on that bulky suit and... Well, we wouldn't have looked as good in it. it no. You know. I tell you what, I wouldn't have had to read my fucking lines off the inside of the shield. I would have memorized. If I know that I'm saying the same thing every night, if I'm in rep, I'm memorizing. All right? Not cribbing it off the back of the shield.
2: All right. He's some kid from Brooklyn that just became a giant hulking
1: beast. It, yeah, seriously. He's
2: got a... I mean, he's not an How actor. How long do you think that USO show was? You know what I'm saying? Well, it,
1: Bob Hope uh, comes on at the end with a cane. He's making a joke uh, with... that. Uh,
2: Hey, take me to the car show,
3: uh, uh, Judge. Uh, (laughs)
2: Exactly. It's my Bob-Bob. I don't know what that means.
3: It's good enough. It's good enough. On a visit to the troops, the strong young man hears his best friend has been captured and put in a Nazi prison camp. The strong young man sneaks into the prison camp in the middle of the night and frees all the prisoners, gaining the respect of the military. Who allow the strong young man to form his own unit? It's
1: like it's like the end of Rambo two when no one expects Rambo to come back with the hostages, and suddenly like he's got them all, and everyone's like, "What the fuck? He's got all the hostages!" But it's impossible. He it comes in this almost the same shot through the horizon is in the background. Yeah. They're backlit. They're all walking as a group. Y'all, holy shit!
3: <laughs> it also reminds me of uh, Missing in Action yeah. when he comes in at the end. He's like, "I got them all." And he brings them right into the meeting. <laughs> and like. You said it couldn't be done, but I did it. And meanwhile,
1: these POWs are like, what the fuck is happening here? Who are you? And yeah.
3: weren't you just the actor? He was never an actor. He's no, an actor. He
2: I mean, the government says genetically modified, but suddenly he's well, in a... some of those guys were Listen, in basic training. If he opens him. my cage and hands me a gun, I'm going to be like, thanks, pal, and help him out. He says something. They say something questioning what the
1: fuck
3: is going on. He makes a smart comment. Cut the scene. The strong young man forms his own unit, and they're soon on the front line kicking Nazi ass. Meanwhile, the deformed Nazi scientist has found a space cube and is using its energy to create space weapons with the help of another slightly hesitant Nazi scientist. <laughs>
1: and during that whole montage of Captain America taking down those different installations, there are a couple of shots
3: of Red Skull like shaking his fists almost. Yeah. It's like, ah. well, it's also weird because I'm like, why can't we see those scenes? Like, yeah. I, I would have watched the whole. Me thing. too. Like, uh, wh- give me a couple more. Cut out all that you know, U.S.O. war bond shit, and give me more battles and stuff. Right, it's reminiscent of uh, which is the Harry Potter movie where they have to play the games for the cup. The the fourth one. Yeah, yeah. and they, they try wizard tournament. <laughs> they get to the tournament, and then they do a montage of all the things. I'm like, yeah. I, we, I wanted to yeah. see that. Thank you. You've been leading up to it the whole time, and you just skipped it. The strong young man and his crew attack a Nazi science unit train. And during the assault, the strong young man's best friend falls from the train to his death. Good. You, you just, just don't, don't have a thing for, uh, for
2: Bucky? Not, not a Bucky bar? No, boy? I don't, Phil. Not a Bucky boy. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, you're a member of that. Hello, <laughs> oh, Bucky bar. <boy. laughs> that is definitely the
3: name of a homosexual website. <laughs> There's no oh. question about it. Oh, no. <laughs> there has to be. It's, it has to be. It's real. Bucky boys. <laughs> Bucky boy. Cabaret show. They find the final Nazi science unit base and attack before the deformed Nazi scientist can bomb major American cities. The deformed Nazi scientist tries to escape on a plane loaded with bombs, but the strong young man is able to get on board. During the struggle, the deformed Nazi scientist picks up the space cube and
1: is sucked through a wormhole. Haven't you used the word space cube before? when We did Avengers. You use that same same idea. Space cube.
3: I know. Realizing there is no way to land the plane without detonating the bombs, the strong young man contacts the female British commander, says goodbye, and crashes the plane into the Arctic. Nearly seventy years later, the strong young man is found frozen in ice and thawed out, and meets a man with an eye patch, and that's the first. Good, good. Yeah. 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 I sound like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't know why I. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) good.
0: What are we doing
3: next? (laughs) I had a stroke. Uh, Bucky Bucky boys. <laughs> right. Bucky
0: boys Bucky Boys
2: .com. Oh good Bucky Boys Feels <laughs>
1: like I'm registering it right now
2: Yeah I'm <laughs> looking it up Hold on
3: Buckyboys.com
1: With
2: boys with a Z or an S
3: <laughs> Try them both Phil Try them both See so if you can't get dot com <laughs> Go for dot UK Let's do the second one You ready? I'm ready Moving on to Captain America The Winter Soldier 2014 Years later the strong young man is working for the man with the eye patch, who runs a secret defense organization. I think it's important to mention here that the first
1: Avengers movie has just taken place, the Battle of New York.
3: Okay, so I think that's
1: important to mention because... It figures in as to whether, you know, these are self-contained trilogies or whether they're extensions of this world. So it's worth mentioning. I want to get into it later, but Yeah. And
3: especially this this the Captain America trilogy is very much connected to Shield more than really the other ones. Oh, for God's sake, this movie you're about to describe could be called The History of Shield. Right.
1: It's all it's about Shield. Yeah. So
3: I mean he was there at the very beginning before they were Shield. Yeah. So I mean it makes sense, but you know. Yeah. On a mission to save hostages on a boat from terrorists. The strong young man learns that the badass lady he works with is on a different mission to extract intel from the ship's computers.
1: And let me tell you, that whole scene plays like such a video game. I was watching it and I was like, wow, this invasion of this ship feels like um, Goldeneye. Yeah. It feels yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, that's Assassin's that's that's Creed, which is what I'm currently playing. And yeah. then when I looked it up, I found that people were comparing it in a huge way to Metal Gear. People oh. were saying that it was just like Metal Gear. And I said to myself, this is what every video game movie should look like. They basically all
3: kind of bomb. But if they looked like this right here, yeah. they'd be badass. When the strong young man confronts the man with the eye patch about it, he tells him about three new flying warships they'll use to police the world. The strong young man does not like this. When the man with the eye patch tries to access the recovered data, his access is denied. <laughs> Suspicious. He goes to talk to a U.S. cabinet member to stall the warship project. Shortly after, the man with the eye patch is attacked by a group of mercenaries led by a mysterious assassin with a metal arm. I got to tell you, that scene where
1: he's attacked in that car might be my favorite scene in the entire trilogy. Awesome! It's just terrific. terrific. Awesome. cool. Just really good. And it yeah. tells you that that um, Samuel L. Jackson's power is commanding things even in the car by himself he's commanding
3: the car to do just exactly the right thing he's giving himself a penicillin shot or whatever the fuck and i like too you do get to see like it's it's got a little more like the stark technology of the the car talking to me like you should take an insulin thing or take a penicillin or whatever good point it's like it's like the suit is a car yeah it's good i even thought this first part of it for some reason i kept thinking of uh uh, season one of the Sopranos when they try to kill him after he comes out of his yes and yeah. he drives away laughing his out I was like waiting for Sam Jackson to have that moment instead like a couple of scenes
1: the solution is eh, drill a hole in the floor Jump, jump down. Yeah, into I noticed a bunch jump, of times.
3: Like to hide in the earth. <laughs> Escape the frame of the movie somehow. It's great, too, because it's never like they went down like a sewer grate or anything. It's like, no, they cut a hole in the ground and but jumped down there. Where there did like, they go? Isn't there like sometimes like like feet and feet of bedrock? Sometimes there's nothing beneath there. Yeah.
2: It's just void.
0: You just fall forever.
2: <laughs> it's like Minecraft. Yeah.
3: This one hole just goes down. It was like a laser pen that he had, too. Yeah. Like, ah, this will do it. Like... <laughs> The man with the eye patch barely escapes and goes to the strong young man's apartment to warn him that the defense organization has been infiltrated. The man with the eye patch gives the strong young man the recovered data, and then the mysterious assassin shows up and shoots the man with the eye patch to death. <laughs> the US cabinet member asks the strong young man for the data, and when he refuses, he is attacked by defensive organization agents and is now a fugitive.
1: You get that great scene where, in the middle of the morning, the death of Samuel L. Jackson. Why is someone changing the snacks in the vending machine in the background?
3: Well, because, I mean, it seems like that building has other floors that aren't just S.H.I.E.L.D. You know what I mean? Like Guess So, so but
1: there's just,
2: people who need snacks.
1: I'm yeah. just saying
0: it
2: seemed like a strange piece Not of, everybody is aware of Nick Fury being dead. It seemed like a strange piece of
1: business to put in there, this emotional story, and the guy's putting Cheetos in the shit. I don't listen.
3: The guy who, sna- who stocks the snack machine doesn't know who Nick Fury I wrote a Fury whole thing is. where I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And then when they hid the, the thing in there, I was like, okay, all right. I'm Nick Fury, and I want you to make sure you have your favorite type of gum at all times, <laughs> even when I'm dead.
1: I wanted a fucking Reese's peanut butter cup. I got this (laughs) thing instead.
3: Who's this guy talking to me? I just want a snack. (laughs) I'm just peckish. (laughs) The strong young man meets up with the badass lady, and they use the data to find a secret defense organization base that houses computers containing the consciousness of the long-dead, slightly hesitant Nazi scientist from the first one. This may be the most ridiculous scene in any of these
1: films almost like superman 2 where they take the crystal and suddenly a voice from the past pops up and it's superman's dad yeah they take the chip they put it into the thing and this asshole's face pops up and ai has been solved yeah. Suddenly.
3: Somehow, whenever, I mean, like he said, he died in the 70s, but so let's say like 60s or 70s, he built all of these computers yeah. just to house his, technology, his consciousness, rather.
1: Yeah. So we thought
3: Hydra was gone. He, he's a lot less hesitant now that he's in a yeah. r- machine. Because in the yeah. first one, there's a lot of like him, like, oh, I don't know, Red Skull. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, and you right figure he's just gonna like run. No, he was yeah. the
1: most entrenched motherfucker.
3: Yeah, he's the one that infiltrated all of Shield. Well, I guess to be fair, there was there's like 30 years of him serving Hydra. We didn't see. So. It's like MK Ultra, Project Paperclip. He had all of the.
2: Imagine like if the scientist lived to give you that technology, there would be some shadow organization in the government trying to harness that. And make sense of it. And so I think no. like, that's probably how he got his way to America. I didn't really understand any of that, Phil. I'm not going to lie to you. Scott nodded.
1: Okay. Uh.
3: He reveals to them that the Nazi science unit still exists and has infiltrated the defense organization. And that the U.S. cabinet member is behind it. Then, in one second, after
1: all that talking, when we learned so much, it gets blown up. He's blown up. This, the AI. Yeah. AI is blown up. We don't have AI anymore. Yeah. Self destructs. Great. Talk about blowing your load and your dick getting cut off in the same action.
3: That common phrase. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
3: should be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of just a throwaway reveal to be like, hey, remember that guy? He's here. No, now he's not. I think it was really just an exposition device. The strong young man and the badass lady get help from a soldier with jet wings when they interrogate a mole within the defense organization. Who tells them the slightly hesitant Nazi scientists created an algorithm assessing threats to the Nazi science unit that will be used in the new warships to neutralize those threats. I mean, it's just such a ridiculous idea, plan.
1: Every one of these movies is millions of people's lives are on the line. The very planet is at risk. Yeah. So you gotta come up with different ways of being a threat. But this one felt like, oh, now we've we know
3: who might attack us one day. Well, I mean put the guns on them at the end. You're like, right. They are then attacked by the mysterious assassin Who the strong young man recognizes as his best friend Who he thought had died in the first one But instead was captured and experimented on And doesn't remember who he is We all knew the whole time Only Bucky Barnes would have a hairstyle like that They escape and meet up with the man with the eye patch Who is also not dead We kind of knew that though
2: Well sure his contract states he's in nine movies. That was like his third or fourth.
3: See, that should have been at the end, is that we find out that he put his consciousness in a machine, and it's just a, like a computer yelling at them with an, <laughs> yeah. with an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> they all make a plan to sabotage the warships. The strong young man reveals to the rest of the defense organization that they've been infiltrated by the Nazi science unit, and the agents fight back, while the strong young man sabotages the warships and has them destroy each other. The strong young man is then attacked by his best friend, but he refuses to fight him. The warship they're on crashes, and the mysterious assassin best friend saves the strong young man who has been knocked unconscious. The badass lady and man with the eye patch make all their own secret files public, thus destroying the defense organization to also destroy the Nazi science unit. In a cutscene, we see the best friend visiting a museum to learn about himself. And that's, uh, that's the Winter Soldier. Bucky? The world of Bucky? He looks like if
2: Mark Hamill was uh, juiced up for Star Wars. Like Mark Hamill and Empire Strikes Back. God, Phil,
3: when does it not come back to Mark Hamill for you? Look at them, Chuck. Ah, So, yeah, I guess moving right along to uh, Captain America Civil War 2016. Scott, I think it's important here, though, just like
1: before that we mentioned that up until this point now... The Avengers Age of Ultron has now just happened. So we're deep into the Avengers world when this movie is made. And it figures a
3: lot into the plot of this film. It really does. Years later, the strong young man working with a group of extraordinary people he leads attempt to stop remaining members of the Nazi science unit from stealing a biological weapon. But in the process, a new witchy woman throws a suicide bomber into a building and kills a bunch of innocent people. Justified. As a result, the United Nations draft an agreement to create a U.N. panel to oversee the group of extraordinary people. In the, in, in the cinematic universe,
1: this has happened already with the X-Men. I mean, almost the exact same
2: plot, it's, but no? It's, it's the inverse, because everybody wants to love the Avengers. No one trusts the X-Men, no matter how many times they save humanity. Okay. Something's right. going to happen that's going to give make the X-Men the enemies.
3: Right. Well, the Avengers were handpicked by S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. It's not like, you know, it's random with being a an X-Men or being a mutant. It's different because it's, you know. It's a bigger population. Yeah. It's more of a... It is the same as a plot line in X-Men, but it's not, it's not the X-Men who are really the... It's mutants in general. The Metal Man thinks it's a good idea, but the strong young man refuses, preferring to rely on his own judgment. Meanwhile... A European man finds a book that has words that will trigger the best friend to kill at the public signing of the agreement. <laughs> it's just random words. It's like, bravo, 13. <laughs> I always like that one of them is Homecoming, and this yeah. is the introduction of Spider-Man, and the, his next movie was called Homecoming. You think that was done on purpose? I don't know. I really have no idea. Well, given I think the, it's a coincidence, really. The way that they also <laughs> sometimes make... They're all little hints. It's like, suit, <laughs>
1: planet. <laughs> Spidey sense. <laughs>
3: wait a second. <laughs> Uncle Ben, these wait, mean wait something. <laughs> <laughs> great power, great responsibility. Insect. What? <laughs> At the public signing of the agreement, a bomb goes off and kills a king of a reclusive African country. Surveillance footage suggests it was the best friend, and the son of the king puts on a cat suit and goes after the best friend, while the strong young man tries to track down the best friend himself. They all catch up with the best friend and are immediately arrested. The European man then impersonates a psychiatrist to interview the best friend, reads the words from the book to trigger the best friend to become a killing machine. Enough, Bucky, enough. The strong young man subdues his best friend who tells him that the European is the real bomber and that he's looking for other mysterious assassins kept in cryogenic stasis. The strong young man and the jet wing soldier recruit witchy woman, the guy who shoots arrows good, Mm -hmm. and a guy who shrinks to help apprehend the European man. The metal man puts together his own team consisting of the badass lady, the king's son, Mm -hmm. the other metal man, a human robot, and a spider boy to intercept strong young man's team. Just anyone they can find, (laughs) cameos left and right. Getting whoever you can. Whoever. Thor was unavailable. Hulk Thor, was unavailable. Yeah, they're in Ragnarok right now, right? Yes. They're well. Hulk is on yeah. Sakar. Yep. Now yeah. and Thor is presumably on Asgard. Yeah,
1: and they mentioned them in passing here. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't it be great if we had the two people that actually were fucking
3: the toughest. Right. They even say, too, like, uh, can we get the Hulk? Like- they're the two strongest, basically, and they're not involved in the last fight, Al- Although, she brings up the good point. She's like, do you really think he'd be on our side in this fight? Like, like- that we want to be... He's right. the Hulk. Right. He's yeah. not going right. to understand like, a-, a complicated issue. He's just like, going to start <laughs> Between countries. <laughs> the- the- listen, guys, the Hulk's not going to understand complicated <laughs>
1: diplomatic issues here. I like that.
3: I mean, I guess Bruce Banner will, but, you know. The Hulk's going to be like, huh? Segovia
1: Accord Smash Agreement Hulk Disagree
3: (laughs) Point of Parliamentary Procedure (laughs) If it pleases the court (laughs) What? (laughs) They fight The other metal man is injured And the strong young man escapes I mean that's a
1: huge chunk of what this movie is What it leads up to Even the action after it is almost a denouement It's not even, it's whatever this yeah. is the the action climax of the film,
3: right? Well, I mean, this is definitely it comes to a head. Oh, but, yeah, like, yeah. But that's how actually I was surprised rewatching it. I was like, oh, there's still like 40 minutes left in this movie. Damn, because you, <laughs> like, you remember that as like that's the big scene of the well, movie. You say to yourself, real. this fight must be over. It's going on long enough, and all of a sudden
1: they're like they line up, and it's like, no, we're gonna fight some more. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. the fuck? We're going to run at
3: each other. Like the X-Men intro. I was actually going to say, like, that's actually more like the (laughs) X-Men. The Metal Man soon realizes that he was wrong and the European Man is the bomber. The Metal Man goes to meet up with the strong young man and his best friend at a secret Nazi science unit base to help capture the European Man. They find that the European Man has killed the remaining mysterious assassins and reveals that the best friend killed Metal Man's parents. Oh boy. This leads to an epic battle between the Metal Man, the Strong Young Man, and his best friend, ending with Metal Man's suit being destroyed, and Strong Young Man and best friend going into exile. A real cockamamie plan by this bad guy. Well, I mean, it is also it's tearing them apart. It's tearing. he's, He's successfully, like you said, the biggest scene of the movie is when they fight, and he planned all that. The King's son captures the European man and then helps hide the best friend. In the end. The strong young man sends a letter to the metal man, apologizing for everything, and promises he'll always be there when the metal man needs him. But really, at
1: the end of the day, it's a dark ending.
3: I like it. All right? It's a sad ending. This movie does a really good job of being like an Avengers movie where there's a ton of characters in it, but also being able to pay those characters an even amount of time and still be somehow a movie that's about Captain America. It's close, though, man. It's a close one
1: because there's big chunks of time where we don't see Captain America, where Iron Man's off doing his own thing. It could be an Iron Man anti-hero film, too. I think you want to see them clash so
3: that they can get over it.
1: Right. I've seen all the Avengers movies, and I had no idea that this happened. It's
3: briefly alluded to in the one movie, but they're all together,
1: basically, at the the beginning. So I had no idea this occurred.
3: But I love it because you're using the structure of comic books to make movies so it's you have that thing the same way when you were reading a comic book back in the day and it'd be like stan lee's little note of like check out issue 123 true believer i love those where like wolverine met with spider-man and that affects us because somebody just mentioned it and was like you know that kind of shit i find very interesting and i think that's what makes these movies successful it has that element of hey if you want to learn more about this go check out that other movie scott you know Let's
1: learn more about them, shall we? Let's do it. All right, so you know what? Let's talk a little bit about these films for a second, okay? Um, Captain America, the first Avenger. um, You know, it was part of the entire process of making these Marvel films. Who's gonna direct it? This person, that person. And some of the first movies take their influences from some other trilogies we've discussed. Yes. Back to the Future? Sure. All right, the idea of a shift in time.
2: I, I see this as an absolute win
1: and um of course um raiders of the lost ark right all right you really Very see indiana jones that nazi crossover
3: 100%. even uh him they, he was fighting the guy on the plane and the guy goes through the propeller sure and Gets cut got up and i'm like yeah it's a little tip of the hat to indiana jones
0: we are going to die
3: there was some worry that
1: um anti-us sentiment would affect the foreign box office, but I think the idea was that this did take place in the past and people were able to kind of see past that. Yeah, it it's wasn't. A period picture. And it wasn't presented like this overly patriotic nonsense. The price of freedom is high and always has been. And it's a price I'm willing to pay. Now, this movie garnered pretty good reviews, as did all of these movies, actually. But it is the lowest grossing film of every single movie. Marvel films, save for the Hulk film, really,
0: really, less than four.
1: Yeah, I was going to yes. say Dark
3: World. You would yes. think would have been.
1: Yes, indeed, gentlemen. Those are all towards the bottom, but this is on the bottom, and beneath it is just the Hulk. It only made wow. just over a hundred million dollars at the end of the day. For fuck's sake, really? This was at the time the third highest grossing film about World War II. Anybody want to hazard a guess as to the other two films? Saving Private Ryan. That's number one. Right. Pearl Harbor, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Pearl Harbor.
2: Oh, I forgot about that movie. Alright, so... Sucks. And that's number two? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gross. I hate that. Don't get cute with me, son. No, sir. I don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful. Okay. Um, so then we get into The Winter Soldier. This is definitely at a time when Marvel is feeling more experimental. They're confident in what they can make with their movies, and so they're taking some bigger swings, and that's why it kind of uh, you know, it's a political thriller that's also uh, starring a superhero. That's why Robert Redford's even fucking in it, because it's kind of a, an homage to like days three days of the condor, all the president's men, okay, good, I keep smacking this thing sorry, sorry sorry uh, it it, un, it it came undone. stop talking while you're
1: adjusting it. I thought
2: humans were more evolved than this
1: um they brought back some of the Avengers I read because unlike say Thor and Iron Man, Captain really didn't have anywhere else to go, right, okay, he's directly attached to the idea of shield and working for them in a more direct way in the same way that a uh, Scarjo is. Right, and the characters that connect there. Great reviews made double the money as the first one. Um, and it was fourth that year after The Hunger Games, American Sniper, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh wow! Okay, very nice. So it, we really see now Captain America start to snowball in a big way. I think people yeah. were reticent at first because I don't know Captain America. He's got a shield. He's a Boy it, Scout. If you're yeah. yeah, if you're not exactly Phil, he's a Boy Scout. If you're not into the comic, it's kind of kind of lame. He's a little. He's a hokey character. Like, I thought he was. Yeah. And then guys, once we got to Civil War, um, you know, we had a monster hit on our hands. Okay. Yeah. Civil War was the highest-grossing film of 2016 and it's the 12th
3: highest-grossing film of all time. Right. Um great reviews. And this uh, is the time period I think, you know, just to talk a little bit about Marvel what they ahead. were thinking. They got to a point where people were asking the question, if all these guys get together in the Avengers movies, why couldn't they be in each other's stories? Why are they so separate? Right. And that this was the response. You and would then think Thor that these, was the these superheroes
1: right. would connect with each other in some way. They have got right. something in common. Yeah, They're yeah.
2: friends. And eventually they just had to unclench their assholes and just let everybody in and out of each other's movies
3: or butthole movies. Oh, by the <laughs> time we get to. <laughs> in and out of each other's assholes. Yeah, Wait, You wanted what? to say in and out of each other's buttholes, Phil.
2: I said butthole movies. Not necessarily exclusive to the butthole,
3: but butthole, but butthole, butthole movies. Much, much like the butthole surf Much like the right. chocolate,
1: chocolate starfish you mentioned earlier, you fucking <laughs> pervert. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't, I you know it's what?
3: your must. It's that mustache.
2: It's really making me <laughs> explicit.
1: All right, so those are. That's just the overview of the films now, and I think we can talk a little bit about the principles. Now we talked about the Russo brothers a lot. Okay, in a big way, they are also the guys who did the Avengers. They did the second and third Captain America film, as well as directing the upcoming film Two Bridges that we're seeing now. With uh, Anthony Mackie. Right.
2: Their foundations go way back because they did Arrested Development episodes. They did 48 episodes of Community. Yeah. Uh, namely the, the paintball episode, which is what I really think got them uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. like, But they're just dependable. Is directors. that a known good episode of Community, yeah. Phil? Yeah. Um, I haven't really seen it. Oh, it's... It, well, Community, the first three seasons are some
3: of the best television. Just to give you an idea, though, I've never really seen the show, and I know that the paintball episode is, like, one of the bigger episodes. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Just talking to people who have watched it. Yeah. okay. But okay. in addition to that... That's kind of
2: across the board. In addition to that, like, they did um, You, Me, and Dupree. Like, they did some studio stuff. Like, they're journeyman filmmakers for certain episodes. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's kind of strange that before they did these huge, big-budget everything movies, they're doing You, Me, and fucking Dupree. Yeah. What?
2: But, yeah, like, they have been in TV and film, like, just in the background. Like, they know how to work with an ensemble. So, of course, they're a perfect choice for okay. everything yeah. that we're about to see. with Okay. Them. And do you have anything to say about Joe Johnston, who actually directed the first film? Yes, I do. Good, ahead, he, Phil. He was one of the creators of a lot of the original Star Wars vehicles and costumes. Oh, wow. And also designed Boba Fett.
3: Really? Yep. Shit. Oh, all right. Yep. Great. So,
2: Great crossover there. And, it, and
3: with The Mandalorian being out, I guess that's a pretty She's relevant. A true right? story. Mm-hmm. Also did The Rocketeer. Um, yes, and similar to Boba Fett, really.
2: Very similar, and also kind of similar to Captain America.
3: I'm the rocketeer. The Rockahoo Off Oh, for crying out loud, haven't you read the papers?
2: Now, the screenwriters, Chris Marcus and
1: Stephen McFeely, were the screenwriters for all three films.
3: Yes, okay. and I think they, they work with the Rooster Brothers a lot in Marvel. I think the Avengers movies were also written by them. Yeah,
1: yeah they, they wrote the Avengers movies, the last two Avengers movies. They polished up Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, they wrote the second Thor. Oh, okay. Okay, so they're deep in this with the Russos.
3: Deep. That's second Thor. It's not good, though. It's not good, but they're deep in
1: it. Yes, okay? yes, And they're also trilogy superstars in that they also were the writers of the Chronicles of Narnia, which is another trilogy. Hey. Ah. Sadly, we're going to have to deal with one day. Marcus and McFeely are also the creators
3: of Agent Carter. D- didn't you guys watch that? Yes, I, I watched bit that. Of that. It's, so it's a good show. It's unfortunate that I got canceled.
2: I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter.
1: We've beaten to death all the different Avengers actors for sure, and we'll talk about them a little bit as we go here. But there are only two actors that are in all three films. Okay, obviously Captain America, Chris Evans, and Sebastian Stan. So I basically have a couple of bullet points for Chris Evans. Um, he's a superhero. He was also The Human Torch in the Fantastic Four movies.
0: You need to
3: control yourself and think before you act. Yeah, but see, that's your problem. You always think you never act. He's a hothead, literally. Like a lot of, you know, Fantastic Four, I mean, with a lot of superheroes, um, reflect their personality. So it is kind of a shift for him to be the good old American boy after being, you know, the uh, brash hothead. He's in the upcoming film Knives Out, which I've seen some ads for. I'm looking forward to that one. All right. And, uh, directed by Ryan Johnson, who directed The Last Jedi.
1: Oh, all right. Very good. Very good connection. Very which, good. Which worries me. Uh, oh, get out of here.
3: Let's wait on that. We've got a couple
1: <laughs> of episodes before we get into that. And finally, he's a Patriots fan, which just oh, well, see. goes along with the whole Captain America. No, it is perfect. <laughs> Disgusting.
2: Well, uh, he is of the three, like the Mount Rushmore of earnest heroes in cinema, like Christopher Reeve, Gal Gadot. Chris Evans, I think, is sort of on there, too. Okay. He makes Captain America interesting. With respect to them being all about truth and justice,
3: earnestness.
1: No gray area. They're just about good.
3: It's very simple, as opposed to, like, an Iron Man who it's like, his story is complicated. Every time you see him in a movie, he's dealing with another issue. He's dealing with another, you know what I mean? He seems like he's he's cursed. But then you have Captain America, who's like, everything is cut and dry. It's very simple to me. Interesting. This is how we do things. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. Oh, Sebastian Stan
1: as the winter soldier. Uh broods. Look, he was in Gossip Girl. That kind of broke him open, the TV show Gossip Girl. We might have seen him in the hot tub time
3: machine movie or The Black Swan. Yes. Okay. He's also he was also just in that uh Itanya. Yes, he was, as Jeff He Was very good in that, actually.
1: Ex-husband that attacked Nancy Kerrigan. And we're going to see Sebastian Stan in the upcoming Disney Plus television show. We were just talking about Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Where we're basically taking the two least interesting and powerful oh, superheroes God. and putting them together because they won't, no one wants them in movies. So we'll put them together in a TV show. Tell me it's something different.
3: You know what's funny, though? I think their entire, the entire reason they're doing this series is based on their relationship in Civil War. Yeah. Because the way they like, they have that one funny snip little, at each other they have that back That one and forth. funny
1: moment where he says, "I hate you," and they're laying on the ground. Yeah. That's kind of funny. I'll er- give it yeah. to you early
3: on. He's in the car, and he's yeah. like, "Can you move your we seat see- up?" And he's like, "No." Like they built this series on those two scenes. We just yeah. said
1: the two scenes. There are right. no other scenes. That's it. Yeah. So that's it. All right, gentlemen, we ready to move on to um, Captain America, the First Avenger. Yes. Yeah. Talk about some details here.
0: I can do this all day. Oh, of course you can course but unfortunately i am on a tight
1: schedule naturally after seeing the thing guys when this movie began in the arctic and something was being dug up i was like "Ooh, will they will will the thing be right next to that will someone try to kill a dog <laughs> at any point <laughs> we see a familiar friend early in this movie that tower keeper character david bradley he played filch in the uh, harry potter movies And we know him, though, from the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy, Scott. If you recall, he's the guy, I believe, in Hot Fuzz that mumbles all the time. He's like... (laughs)
3: Also right. plays the, the first Doctor in Doctor Who nowadays. And also was in Game of Thrones as a... Uh... Walter Frank. Right, yes. so the dude pops up all over the place.
1: I, you know, It's yeah. interesting to see him kind of come up early in this movie.
0: It is a great pleasure to see you again
1: after so many years, my lord. Oh, spare me.
2: You get to see Hugo Weaving storm the castle. Yes, have fun storming the castle, boys.
1: <laughs> Hugo Weaving, a big time trilogy superstar. He's been in sure. many trilogies. Lord We're of the talking Rings, The Matrix. Hobbit,
3: Matrix. Yeah, and I like him in this, even though this is the only time we see him as Red Skull.
1: He's not as um, agile as he was in the Matrix. He feel he looks. He's a little more. His ass is a little dumpy in a couple of the scenes. His in his <laughs> in the fighting. He's a little. He moves with a little
3: more ass dumpiness. Hugo Weaving. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> I'm telling you. I think it might just be those weird, like, kind of parachuting Nazi pants. Yeah, well, maybe. You know, he's gotta like boots. He's got to stomp around <laughs> it. <laughs> Don't make excuses for Weaving's ass, Scott. As you well know, appearances can be deceiving, which brings me back to the reason why we're here. Oh, I want to say that uh, I think it's uh, interesting that they mention while Hitler is out in the desert. Ah, looking for, you know, artifacts. I wrote it down, too. That he's doing this. I'm like, it's funny to think that in this world it's possible that Indiana Jones right now is in, in the, <laughs> the <right> desert, yeah. <laughs> like, recovering, the you know, the grail yep. or something. I thought the exact same thing. Meanwhile, this is going on. I was like, I like that for some reason. I did, <laughs>
1: too. There's no doubt that, that they're making an allusion to that. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. My oh boy. We're pilgrims in an unholy land. Early on, you've got Stanley Tucci. Yes, and I always say it's, it's a terrible shame that his character dies in this. So we couldn't have some other iteration of Stanley Tucci coming back for I, some reason. I mean, it is just one
1: of the worst German accents I've ever oh, heard. Awful,
3: but I find him delightful. No, no, wait, wait. What I am doing?
2: No, you have procedure tomorrow. No fluids. All right. We'll drink it after. No, I don't have procedure tomorrow. Drink it after. I drink it now. Quick shot
1: of Captain America drawing in a book. And he's got, like, amazing
3: artistry, and he's, like, yeah. an amazing artist yeah. What's never mentioned again. Why is he so good at art? I thought in one of the later, what? maybe, Avengers movies, really? he's sketching something. Because when huh. I saw that, I'm like, I seem to remember that is coming that a up known again?
1: thing from Captain America, comic book lovers? Tell me.
3: I, I, that I don't no. know. It's not a part that of I'm his known. That I'm
1: not sure. That I'm not sure. They're like, before the serum, he could only make stick men.
3: Now. <laughs> Um, I think it's more of a tip of the hat to soldiers, you know, writing in their journals, doing that sort of thing. I feel like Joe Uh, Johnson was like, oh, I want to show something like a cool, you know, World War II moment. (laughs) 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 They were all great artists. They had plenty of time (laughs) to doodle. You have to understand, uh, poets, artists, dancers, these kinds of men preferred peace to war. These delicate, lovely men found a place of refuge among the shrewd at troop farm.
1: And we have Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. I think we have to mention him. I forgot he was in this. Well, in each of these films, you have an older actor from the past who was in movies that weren't like these that I'm delighted to see finding work. Yeah. So you got your Tommy Lee Jones, you got your Robert Redford, you got your William Hurt. I don't care. Weirdly, as a seventy five year old man, he's part of the the team later on. Yeah, you know? exactly. driving
3: that car. Like, why are you work.
1: involved? You're 75.
3: That's <laughs> sweet Red Skull car. Impractical. Yeah. You're Hydra. It actually looks like the, um, I think it was a Batman and Robin, the design for the Batmobile. Oh, they they kind of made it more like yeah. a 30s style car. Yeah, it's really weird looking. Weird spinning, like,
2: that. like it's got stuff inside of it. It's got r- it's
3: ribs. The rim, yeah. It's got ribs with like fucking glitter inside got of ribs.
2: The car. It looks, it's all fucking yeah. ribbed for no
3: one's pleasure.
1: <laughs> you know what? Just guys, kind of wrapping up the random other actors that are in this film. Um, the girl that plays his love interest, Haley, Haley Atwell. I didn't even write down her name because she meant nothing to me.
3: Oh, she geez. means son of everything. She made. <laughs> <laughs> but I like her. I like her as a character. I liked the stuff like after she saw her kissing. Uh, oh, uh, another Game of Thrones character, uh, actress yeah, Natalie Dormer. Yeah, I yes. saw that. Um, after she sees that, eh. you know, she's kind of pissed and she shoots at him and stuff. And I was like, I like, I like her I yeah. attitude. Is like
2: kind of very a little bit of Catherine Hepper. Like, in
3: listen, there. you're mine. Okay, I yeah. don't know. You could take you could take <laughs> like,
1: every successful actress of the last ten years and mush them into one girl, and it's kind of like her. She looks a little like everyone. At the same time, I don't oh, know. I just, I think she's.
2: I, no, I. Yes. All right, all right, the all best. right. I
1: see I'm facing some Hydra like resistance here, so I'll back off.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. I have to say this, okay? I feel that Hydra is remarkably remarkably lame i mean just their logo yeah i get it that it's a hydra yeah. it looks like an octopus their their salute is two arms out it, you look ridiculous you just look I, ridiculous every
3: time they did it i kept going
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, this is crazy
1: <laughs> you're dressed in s <laughs> m uniforms like leather gimp outfits they're more nazi than nazi oh, they're That's
3: so the thing, lame right? yeah they're like, oh, you think those boots are high? Look how high these boots go. Like... <laughs> these are the jackiest boots we could find.
0: <laughs> if they cut off one head, two more shall take its place. Hail Hydra.
3: Oh, you know what I kept thinking too? Like, he's resubmitting and resubmitting to get into the. You're over to be like, you know, all these times of resubmitting, you know, what you could do instead work out. <laughs> like, why don't you just get jacked Eat a bunch and of then bananas. they'll take you? Yeah. Like, uh,
1: because he's got all those medical problems. He's got like a hundred medical problems or like, asthma, he's got like asthma, weak and- head. <laughs> arms that are weak it's just like baby problems. Heart. <laughs> yeah.
3: heart on outside of body
2: the sun feels good on my baboon
3: heart and then there's of course there's the scene where uh Tommy Lee Jones he throws that fucking grenade which first of all I'm like that's a really shitty thing to do to everyone yeah. in that situation yeah. yeah then somebody right after he jumps on it you just hear someone faintly in the back it's a dummy grenade <laughs> He you guys are idiots. He didn't really do anything, assholes. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. He's making me cry. He has a fondness for shields early on. And I know they're supposed to be like little cute allusions to, oh, he's right. going to have a shield at some point. He's got the car. The car door, door. that ha- literally has the star on it, yep, the lucky yep. star. He's got the trash can lid when he's getting his ass kicked right, outside right. the movie theater. Yep, I saw that too. So I was kind of like disappointed. I'm like, you really could have used that. You know, if he was like, hey, I've spent my whole life defensive you know i need something you know i think they could have really tied it in and made it like being interesting. bullied this was right, all right. That, that would have been a more interesting development to that's how good. the shield came to be that's instead safe. of just go oh yeah that shield you want that or oh i also like to like that's uh he's like oh yeah that's uh vibranium that's so that's all we got like, why'd you put it in the one thing? Why didn't you save some yeah, of it? And why like... are you hiding it underneath where no one can see it? He's like, Yeah, we got this piece of
1: shit down here that you know is priceless and uh, and no the, one's using and it and the most like... powerful. We're just hiding it down here. He's like, oh, I'll fucking take it. <laughs> yeah,
3: take it. Like, can you mind if I have this? Oh, yeah, take the old piece of shit. Yeah, we don't we want made, that. We made, we made it into a perfect circle. <laughs> for it's uh, no one reason. of a kind and it's uh, expensive as shit, but yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want. <laughs> 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 what do you think? <laughs> Yes, I think it works. Oh, also, there's like he's like says something to Carter, and he was like, "You can't give me orders, like you know, I rank you." So he was like, "No, I'm a captain." They're like, "Yeah, that's more of like an honorary thing. Like that's, that's your. You're not really a captain. That's your that's your character's name in the in the play we're doing. You idiot. You know <laughs> you're in a little, costume, this right? Little, this little school skit we're doing." <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm always uh, trying to make the line funnier. Yeah. Um, but it's right after she sees him kissing Natalie Dormer.
1: Well, what about you and Stark? How do I know you two
2: haven't been fonduing?
3: Each other.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, no, moron, it's cheese and bread. I've, I've had fondue. I mean, it's <laughs> a product of the 70s. God. Makes me drop Fondus. a fondue. <laughs> now we're getting
1: out of hand here. Oh, it's a fondue-ky. Everybody, <laughs> <All> right, Scott, <laughs> everybody pipe
3: down. You guys are not fun doing too well right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, also, at the end, he gives him, I think it's Tommy Lee Jones gives Haley Atwell that uh, his like file or whatever. That's right. On Steve Rogers. And she opens it up and it's the original picture him as like the skinny guy. I yeah. really wanted to be like, can you give me a picture of when he was hot? Yeah, seriously. Like, how, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> she's, <laughs> like, she's holding her hand over every part of him yeah. but the head and she's just kind of imagining what he really <laughs> looked like. Right, like, what, what am I going to do? Masturbate about his personality? Exactly. Like, <laughs> all, right,
0: all right, Scott, God, how could you?
3: It? It? You it know, so dirty. you
0: know she's going to. <laughs> I
1: You said before, you know how we both of us have a tendency to sort of embellish on these lines. The last line is perfect for embellishing. He says, I had a date. Someone needs to be like, yo, that bitch is dead. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. You don't have a date. Yeah. And we find out later whenever she's elderly. But it's like, oh, she's dead. Uh oh. Did I forget to give you that message? All right, so I'm ready to rock into Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out?
2: I like the, uh, the beginning motif of on your left. With, uh... Oh, with a running, yeah. It's with cute running. Falcon's
1: introduction, yeah. too, in this movie. And, you know, Anthony Mackie, let me tell you, just a poor man's Will Get Smith. I mean, it couldn't here. be more obvious. He kind of sounds like Will Smith, kind of looks like him, but not quite as good as him. He's, he's, the, he's the least powerful and cool superhero. He just looks like a ridiculous idiot flying around with those wings. I, I, I'm sorry. He, I'm sorry. he looks like Steve he looks looks a man. fucking idiot. He, he looks so a, stupid.
2: He, got, he turned him on to Marvin Gaye. Listen, I I respect that. I respect Marvin Gaye,
1: but I just think he looks Marvin Gaye when he's flying around (laughs) with those wings on. With those
3: wings, those metal wings on. I'm a bird, mother. I'm a bird.
1: Look at me, mother. I'm a bird. After storming that ship, which we talked about being a pretty awesome scene. Yeah. um, He has that fight against that bad guy who's actually played by the famous uh, UFC fighter, George St. Pierre. But he's like, oh, I heard you were tough. Da, da, da. And Captain, like, drops his shield. Yeah. But so, yet yeah, you're still a superhero, asshole. You're still much f- tougher. You still have an advantage. Yeah. The shield meant nothing. I
3: think that's and- why he was like, all right, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's do this. But, yeah, come on. Oh, I do like with Bucky, though, when he's at, uh, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's Cap goes to the museum early on. And the museum is great, by the way. Yeah. Smithsonian scene. Great narrated by Gary Sinise. Yeah. And it's a good way. They use it a couple of times for, like, exposition. Yeah. They're just like, oh, there you go. Um, but there's a point when he's he goes up and he's looking at uh it's Bucky's thing or whatever. It's about the Howling Commandos, and he just goes, Bucky was the only member of the Howling Commandos to give his life. And I was like, why did you say it like that? Like that <laughs> seemed like that's exposition. That's you talking to the, the viewer. Yep. Too bad he didn't live like everybody else.
1: Cindy's <laughs> like- so talking between his teeth as always.
0: Okay. As Bucky
3: died. A drowning man does not die silently. (laughs) I had a destiny. I was supposed to die in the field with honor. Ah, trilogy superstar in this movie. Go. Stanley? No, well, Uh, yes, but. Phil. The guy who is the, I guess, the Chinese representative on the World Council. Yes, go on. Uh, is also the accountant from The Dark Knight. That's uh, true. He goes oh. to Hong Kong and he goes and gets him and brings oh, him back. Oh, good connection, Scott. Good job. All right. right. He's a much smaller role in this no, movie. No, but still a trilogy yeah. superstar who's a trilogy superstar. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't
0: say superstar anymore because some people might say that you super suck.
3: Um, I, I just like that elevator fight scene, like the buildup to it of it stopping at every floor. Yep and more guys who are pretending to be somebody else, like, oh, we're just two businessmen hanging out over yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, we're just two office people, you know? And then the last floor, it's like three goons get on. We're like, yeah. all right, in case you weren't clear on what's about to happen, here's yeah. four more goons. It's, like, it's it's friggin' awesome. I love yeah. that fight. Yeah.
1: Great, great fight. Going into the entire escape from the building, Yeah. where he's got to take down the, the giant plane in front of him, and he just uses the shield to take it out. Like, it's... It's that's fucking an
3: awesome sequence. there. And that great line at the beginning of the scene, like before we start. Does anybody want to get out? Yeah, you're, like, you're like so badass. badass. Like, but he's being fair, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. He will you fuck know, you up. He is, is, is you remi-
1: know my reputation. Yeah. It's, it's reminiscent of Jack Reacher when Jack Reacher's like, just remember, you wanted this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, know Ash. what I'm saying. It's
3: pretty cool. Oh, quickly another note about uh that elevator scene. Uh, at the end of it where he's like the elevator is falling or whatever and they were they're at the door somebody yells the classic like, you got nowhere to go <laughs> and i always think i'm like can we just stop saying that in movies because anytime somebody says you've got nowhere to go inevitably that person finds somewhere to go yeah Right? Like it's, just, <laughs> it's always like, well, you know he's going to escape now. It's not as like he's like, yeah, he's right. I've got nowhere to go. Like, and then him <laughs> up. Another
1: perfect example of that is, which we hear in these movies, is when Captain America says to Bucky, I'm not going to fight you. Which always means, well, he's
3: going to fight you. He's going to punch you a bunch of times. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's not
1: following those rules. Yeah. But that's another like action trope that we you right, know, yeah. hear a lot of the time.
0: I will not fight you, you are unwise to lower your defenses.
2: Gary Shandling as that sniveling politician. What is wrong with his face? Yeah, he got a little he got a little weird and fishy. He got a little fishy around yeah, the mouth, man. around the gills. Talk about uh
1: this being a Similar to the X-Men, it's like the senator from the X-Men whose face becomes
3: liquid and he goes through the oh, bars. Senator Kelly. This is <laughs> senator bit... <laughs> Kelly is dead.
0: <laughs> this is a
3: longer con. And he was actually introduced in the, the Iron Man yeah, trilogy, yes. Right. I, guess, I so. believe the second Iron Man film. Yes. This was the theme to Gary Shandling Show.
1: She kisses him to be cool on the escalator. Yeah. And she's like, you're still uncomfortable? He should have been like... I just came.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, He's definitely a virgin. (laughs) Well, I actually have a, le- a note about in that. in my pants. <laughs> because it was, it's like the progression of like, quick, turn to me and say, like I said something funny. And like, quick, now kiss me. Like, what? Like, no, you have to do it because they'll, they'll never look. It makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> like, so like, now, quick, fuck me right here. No, That's funny. Oh, okay, all right. I see what's going Is on. Is that here. what people like, do nowadays? Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. Can I help you guys
0: with anything?
1: Oh no, my fiance was just helping me with some honeymoon destinations. Right,
2: we're getting married.
3: I don't know. This is something I feel like just dawned on me. But when the shield gets banged really hard, I think it's the sound of the Liberty Bell.
2: Yeah, there's right. Something. Like, there's
3: very... like for some reason, like I noticed that I'm like, that sounds like a giant bell. <laughs> How like do it you doesn't... know what the sound of the Liberty Bell is? I mean, it sounds like a giant, a large bell. Yeah, it sounds, oh, yeah, okay, it sounds yeah. like a bell. And I'm like, I, I have to imagine that's like one of those, like, <laughs> uh, you know. Trade secret. We is actually it's the liberty bell. It's legitimately the liberty bell. Like I think
1: you're getting crazy now. I don't know if that's true. I mean, let freedom ring. How can we I ever mean, prove bro? it? I don't think the bell's been rung since it was cracked. How about I ring you a bell? People <laughs> hit it way. with very <laughs> soft, <laughs> Sorry.
2: very, very soft rubber mallets now. Do they really? I don't think so, maybe. You
1: just made that up?
2: I remember reading about it in school, but I don't know if it's true anymore. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's a half-if have-
1: you go there, you can hit it with a rubber mallet. <laughs> Phil told me. What? No rubber mallets?
3: Fuck. <laughs> All the way to Philadelphia. Good thing I brought my own.
0: You can my hand, my hand.
3: I love the scene at the end, and I feel like he has to have so many scenes like this with Bucky in the next movie as well. But it's always like, you know me, you know me from school. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I constantly am yelling at the screen. Can someone just unbrainwash Bucky? It's obviously very easy. It takes Cap one second to be like, Know me? Yeah. Oh, it's back to normal. Yeah. I mean, but he could trigger back at
3: at any point. It's like
1: stop fighting him and someone just be like,
3: Hey, you're Bucky. He'll be like, Oh, yeah. That's me. Wait a minute. (laughs) Which Bucky am I talking to? Your mom's name is Sarah. Can't read that in the museum. At the end, they show it's them standing around uh, Fury's grave. Right and he's like he's like yeah never like you've made it clear that you're dead and he's like yeah if anybody's looking for me tell them i'll be right here I'm like uh, okay we get it <laughs> like, right yes we all we all understand you're pretending you're dead yeah we get we spent we've been here the whole time with you we're the yeah. only people who know you're not dead
1: we're the ones who put out 2Gs for your headstone <laughs> idiot okay yeah. we know you're dead like we pulled yeah. <laughs> what little money we made from this mission seriously and this is the best you could do gentlemen there's one more to go. Yeah? One more. And that, of course, is Captain America Civil War.
0: Congratulations, Cap. You're a criminal.
1: You know, I like Captain America, I noticed after watching this for a while, because his fighting doesn't involve flying, which I think gets a little fatiguing for me. It's all In yeah. the world of um, Iron Man and Thor and
3: these guys flying around, I just like how he can't fly... It's a little similar to like the Daredevil TV show, right? Because he's such like a, like kind of like a boxer and kind of like he's very grounded and, and yeah. his fights are always Low very budget. like brawly. The same way like Cap is, Cap's a brawler. He yeah. gets in there hand to hand. He yep. yep. doesn't really use guns, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna kill you!
1: Take your shot. We meet the Scarlet Witch again. That's Elizabeth Olsen. Yes. She's the Olson twin sister. Yeah, I
2: almost actually took a job doing her makeup for like this Halloween video where I was supposed to turn her hands into witch fingers. But uh... I was
3: playing D&D that <laughs> night. I can't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll help Elven Dragon Slayer. Ten point power sword. <laughs> that's <him. laughs>
3: And also another Frank Grillo quick thing in the beginning. He's like, oh, last time I saw you, you know, you, this is for dropping a building on my face. Like, if you remember, that's not really what happened to him. He was on the ship, and the ship crashed into the Triskelion building or whatever. Is
1: he the mysterious burnt guy they pull out at the end where they don't really identify yeah, who he is? Yeah, he's all scorched.
3: Yeah, because it's not clear who that is. Okay, yeah, so, so he becomes Crossbow. Right. Which I think was so wasted where I'm like, you set him up like he could be like maybe a villain in this movie. And of then, course. Nothing, you know?
1: One of my favorite parts of this movie is when the Winter Soldier buys a plum
3: I hope
2: we keep this silence in. I'm just going (laughs) to... I
1: I
3: like that part of the movie. If there's one scene I go back to and rewatch, it's the plum scene. (laughs) Guys, guys, the plum scene's on. Quiet.
0: This is just to say i like sweet plums that i cannot lie it's something you can't deny because when a girl walks in with a sweet sweet plum that looks so freaking nice i get high
1: early on in the film iron man is so lame he's telling the story about like the the kid from the state department that got killed during segovia and he's all dramatic with it he's like and guess where he went segovia and it's like oh shut the hell up man we all watched that movie (laughs) When fucking giant yeah, aliens attack. Yeah, you know, some people,
3: some people think human life has value, but, you know. Scott, you gotta look at the bigger <laughs> picture. Aliens are attacking. But that doesn't change the feelings of their families about them dying. No. Like, hey, listen. Or the guilt that they feel for inadvertently. I'm actually just
2: glad that they're dealing with this because, like, well, Man I mean, of Steel fucked me up with the amount of damage that Superman himself caused. You're talking about Yeah, another... They, they made that a plot point.
1: Yeah, and thank I you. Another movie that
2: has ripped off this idea.
1: How many... The superhero concept where... The public has mixed feelings. They love them one second when they're saving the world, but the next second, oh, you wrecked my building. Well, I yeah. saved all of
3: Chicago, so the building had to go. Uh, come on. I, yeah, but it's not that simple. It's simple when you're watching a movie, but if you were people who lived in this world, you wouldn't feel that way at all. But don't I'm think. watching a movie. I don't think you'd feel that way.
1: I think I might. I think that people. How do you feel
3: about Pearl Harbor? Don't get cute with me,
1: son. No, sir. I don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful. Oh, and crap,
3: uh, we didn't mention William Hurt either. He hasn't been in the movies in years, and all no. of a sudden he's, they throw you know Thunderbolt Ross back into this. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that he starts it by being like, I had a heart attack five years ago, and it gave me perspective and changed. Like, yeah, because in the, in the Hulk, he's kind of like crazy. Yeah, like he's, Get the Hulk, we got to... Uh, it's the only is, way we could
1: kind of justify him right. being not
3: like that in this movie. Yeah, right. I thought of that too. Believe me, this is the middle ground. I like, too, that they, there's the scene where they're hanging out. Vision comes through the wall. Yeah. It's like, Viz, we talked about this. <laughs> where yeah. It's like, how many times have you popped your head in and peeped on her? Yeah. Like, you're like, okay, we need to talk about this. Like, this is ridiculous. Paul Bethany, pretty funny. I remember you did not like Vision very much in the, the I, Avengers movie. I, I think fuck Vision was your word. <laughs> you know what? I guess I, maybe I've softened on him
1: a little bit. I didn't hate him so much in these movies. Yeah. But I think there's just because there were so many other people I, to hate. This For is me. a more casual
3: sure. vision, too, where he's not like he's wearing s- I am a
2: oh, I've just been born. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's wearing yeah. like a nice sweater and a shirt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. He's yeah, yeah. casual vision. Yeah.
3: They have uh Wanda coming out, which is another Disney Plus series they're gonna do about the two of them. Which actually it sounded stupid to me, but then the more I've learned about it, it seems kind of cool. Like it's like they might not be in reality because it seems like they're trapped in like a 50s sitcom.
0: Fizz. We talked about this. Yes, but the door was open, so I assumed that...
3: (laughs) Captain Rogers wished to know when Mr. Stark was arriving. Thank you. Be right down. I'll use the door.
2: (laughs) Spider-Man, or Underoos as Tony calls him, yeah Good, simple intro of peter parker i was yes. immediately sold that yes. that was peter parker aka
3: spider-man and strangely it, it didn't feel weird that they just took a detour from the movie for like 10 minutes to go introduce spider-man and i was like yes. i just know as a spider-man fan and i and it happened watch rewatching it but there's the thing where he's like
0: i have an idea
2: me too where's yours
3: downstairs where's yours Queens. And it turns and it goes to that, I'm like, I get fucking chills. Like, cause yeah. I'm, I'm a Spider-Man fan, so like yeah. knowing he was coming back and even rewatching and knowing I'm about to see his introduction again, like I got him again. And I was like, it's just a really, they do a yeah. good job of giving you those really cool moments as a, a comic book fan. Of, I like, respect that. It's a good buildup. You've, you've teased us with it. Hey
0: everyone.
2: Good job. You've been busy.
1: And you've been a complete idiot. Dragon in Clint rescuing Wanda from a place she doesn't even want to leave a safe place. I'm trying to keep you from tearing the Avengers apart. You did that when you signed. You know when I saw Jeremy Renner pop up in the third movie, I'm like, oh, this movie needed more (laughs) douchebag, and we've got one. Here he is, Jeremy Renner.
3: Everyone hates you. I feel like I'm talking to Captain Kirk or something. Captain, Captain, the log. What's the log? What is Star Trek? Is this Star Trek? I like, speaking of Jeremy Renner, one of his little lines, the funniest line I thought in the movie was the, where he's fighting Black Panther, and he's like, we haven't met yet, I'm Clint. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's that line uh, with Zemo at the end where he's like, he's like, I just noticed there is green in the blue of your eyes, and oh, how nice to find a flaw. Like, I was waiting for Cap, like, all right, weirdo. Like, <laughs> like, Seriously. Stop staring into my eyes, you might fall in love. Okay? <laughs> like, <come laughs> but just, I think the last thing on this fight that I think you were bringing up is that the, you don't deserve that shield. Yeah, my father made that shield, and like it's sort of like a bratty yell yeah, it's a at little him. Nervy. It's like a lot of things have happened since then. I mean, you know. it's a very simple, just cap stopping and going, and just dropping the shield and be like you know, you win this one uh, sort yes. of thing. Yeah. Like we're like. Well, he's the I, only I, one who would do that. I, I, I was wrong. He, like, Cap knows he was wrong for what he did. You know what I mean? That's why he oh, writes yeah. the letter and everything. Sure, I mean, like, you can't
1: justify this Bucky thing. You can't do it. Yeah, it's but not. it's
3: like, he, he gives uh, Tony just that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, you can't kill my friend, but you're right. Take the shield back sort of thing. Which, yeah. And then leads to, I think, better moments where he gets the shield back later, and he gets the new shield when he's in uh, Infinity yeah. War. It's pretty badass.
0: Don't do anything stupid until I get back. How can I? You're taking all this
1: stupid with you. All right, gentlemen. Yeah. This has been quite a saga. All right? A heroic saga. But we've come to the end. Phil, I'll go to you first.
2: Yes. Break it down for me quickly. Uh, I'm going to go two, three, one. Okay. Successful trilogy. Because it was a full arc of a of a hero growing and learning over time. I mean, you kind of have to factor in the other 20 movies or 19 movies in this entire saga. But as Captain America stories go you know they're all important lessons in his life so you can sort of okay. have them stand apart
3: scott this is really tough i think um yeah it was tough i thought cuz i i didn't remember really liking the first captain america movie and i found i liked it a little bit more rewatching it i think i'm going to say and again i like all these movies so um, it's a, so it's successful for you i think it's a successful trilogy okay i think i'm going to say 312 312 interesting i really like civil war i think i think what the trilogy does successfully is it gives us a character who, again, is like morally on the straight and narrow. This is, he's like single-minded in that way. And then it challenges his thought process throughout these movies, right? Mm -hmm. Because then it's the trusting the government sort of thing. And the second one of like, you know, this is, this is not how this should be. And this should, you know, and then the third one, especially you're questioning your friends that you've been fighting with for years now. But I think we see like a really interesting uh, arc for him. All right. Naturally, I'm going to disagree with you.
1: I'm going to, um, Uh, First, tell you the order. For me, the order is a little bit different. I'm going um, two, one, three. None of these movies were were very bad. You know what I'm saying? Like each of the other trilogies we've covered in the Marvel world has had one film where I'm like, oh, that just sucked. Yeah, you know, and just kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. So it none of none of the films were like that. But you know what? For me, there also wasn't an awesome one either. So like Ragnarok for me was friggin' awesome. The height of a superhero movie for me. So. Um, there were different bits and pieces of all these movies that I liked. Two one three. Two one three, and that's because I think I admired the action scenes of the second movie more than anything else. I thought they were just f- super great and cool. Yeah. I liked the first half of the first movie, but then I thought this, th- it rushed through the second half. And yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I feel like the third movie is barely should barely be considered a, a Captain America trilogy. I think it's really much more about the Avengers. I get his conflict. Right. I see where you guys see that it's a cap of his character. I do see that. I, so and I think for mm. me, the only good part of the movie is the main fight where all the Avengers fight each other. And it's great,
3: but I'm not going to judge a movie good because one fight was good. Can't do it. The one thing I will say is, and I can totally see that, that it is very much like an Avengers film but I, I find it that's what's even more impressive to me is that they were still somehow able to make this i think it's like some people are like you can't even call it a captain america movie i'm like i think you can and i think that's the real challenge was trying to make a movie that was completely centric on one character while having you know all these characters in it ladies know? and gentlemen did you listen to this you see how we bring it how dare you like listen three to this?
1: amazing avengers just fucking tearing up shit as we go we do this in every single episode We appreciate you listening and we're going to continue bringing you awesome, awesome podcast and trilogy content. All right. Check us out on Instagram. I always try and match the Instagram with what we've talked about during the, uh, the episode,
3: it's And uh, on Twitter, you know, we always uh, do some polls based on the episode we're talking about at the time and a bunch of other fun stuff, too, so check us out. Are those wings,
1: <laughs> metallic
2: wings, sprouting from Phil's back at the end of this
1: podcast? Oh,
3: yeah. Guys, I'm a pilot for this
2: program. I'm the only one who has these things. I don't know where it's going. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Guys, have a great night. This has been another Marvel trilogy. We're doing it, folks.
3: Yeah. We salute you, Cap. We salute you. <laughs> Some of us. Keep down, I come
0: up on. I come up getting down There's only three things That you show Texas Oh There's not no There's Here sweat you,